And the thing is, because maybe I'm the person I am and the patient I am, maybe I can only give um, this much and know that and I'll do it for a, a set of time and everybody you know, who matters knows that. And I know there will be another patient to basically take it on and take it further. Welcome to the Social Fabric Podcast. This episode is different from any other I have recorded so far. And while the subject matter might not be easy for everyone, it is a fascinating story of a fascinating human being. I spoke to Orla Nihaney back in April 2020. She had been campaigning for the Dine with Dignity bill to be passed. Today the bill has been reintroduced in that all Orla died on 28th of August 2020. I am grateful to have been given the opportunity to record this conversation with her. Orla sent an email to friends and family a few days before passing. This is an extract from it. My incredible life. Seneca was one of the first people I believe to talk about the important thing being to live a wide and broad life, not necessarily a long one. I had such a wide life, such a full life, I wouldn't swap with anyone. Goodbye, thank you for enriching my life. Love to you, Orla. May she rest in peace. Can I call you up a while it's on a Friday night? We could reminisce on old days and we could talk a while. Just sit and talk a while. Okay, this is, yeah, this is just very handy. Um, it's great to catch up with people and to, to have conversations and, and all of that, you know, it's just a nice, uh, nice way to... I'm yeah. I'm, rec- I'm recording uh, Liam and Wenlin of the Hot House oh, Flowers in a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, ah. I, I met him a few times, and I was talking to him the other day, and I said, "Look, you have very little to do, so am I. So why don't we get to, together <laughs> on uh, on Zoom?" So he said, "Great." So I'll be in the next couple of days. We'll be talking about we're doing the same thing I'm doing with oh, you wow. for the same podcast. So it's literally everybody oh. and anybody that I think would be of interest to oh, the society. Would. Yes. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, um, I yes, I um, I got an invitation to a a Green Party meeting um, just the other day, and they're asking me, did I want to join by video link, sort of thing, and um. It's just got me thinking, and if I do, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna wear some sort of prop, sort of, uh, sort of, given the subject, and this is it. I mean, is this a subject that really nobody would want to share? Um, but yeah, I guess this is the one. Um, that's, I can remember some woman, somebody put it very, put it very well, very straight, um, and uh, 
something about this when you're stuck with all right but anyway it was it was just right i'm sure i have it written down somewhere but anyway um and uh it's sort of like like for the cause you know i mean shouldn't i you know um give a bit more be a bit more public um and i suppose actually mary odira who i'm sure you know um and and maybe other people have been saying that particularly the public maybe they you know they like to be able to um have a face on a story and <laughs> i'm more like i personally like to keep writing letters to politicians and move people that way or even yes i guess I guess that would be my preference. I should really try and write another letter into a paper and get it published. Um, and the thing is, because maybe I'm the person I am and the patient I am, maybe I can only give um, this much. I know that and I'll do it for a, a set of time and everybody you know, who matters knows that. and. I know there will be another patient to basically take it on and take it further and they'll, you know, exactly, um, like I feel, well, in fairness, Barry Fleming was great. Now, Yes, Bernadette Ford was, I guess, patient number one, who I would really mm, respect a lot. And, and you know, she decided, no, she's definitely not going um, at the public way. And, you know, she, she tried to travel. And then, yeah, um, what was it? Oh, yes, Gail. Her assistant got into trouble about that but it was Mary Fleming who went you know very public about it and and she went to the courts and she did fantastic work and um, and um, but yeah well let me interrupt you yes. for a second Orla just mm. one second but first of all I want to insult you with trying to pronounce your second name uh, although I've been here for about okay. nearly 30 years, I cannot. I've, I've been trying okay. all afternoon. Orla Nihaney. Okay, I'm talking to Norla Nihaney. Nihaney. Right. And, uh, and uh, we're having a conversation, uh, um, just for the listen, we're having a conversation over Zoom because we're in the midst of the coronavirus. And um, and also, you're, you know, we're, not, we're not able to see each other at the moment, unfortunately. I would love to see with you and have this conversation but we are going to touch on on a couple of different subjects and one particular one you're very keen to talk about is uh, is the uh, assistant um uh, assisted death um and uh, and and everything around it and uh, so that's why we started you started the conversation the way you started so i'll let you carry on and uh, and tell me a bit more about where you're at at the moment and why why is i know you've written a lot of, of letters to politicians and to newspapers and there's been a couple of stories uh, i read on the on the newspaper about you but 
tell us um, where you're at today in uh, in April 2020 and um, yeah sure um well I you know I'm I'm set for personal reasons um well this is the thing and it's just so 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 difficult to sort it out I mean I know that any change in the law it won't come soon enough for me and um so you know i'm just trying to look after myself basically um and that involves uh, basically i guess getting back on the internet and trying to order the drugs again um and you know if i can if i can if i can do that successfully then I plan to have a party because I'd like the party before rather than after, you know, as is traditionally the way with funerals. And then, you know, and I've got a few people who say they totally understand and get it and they'd love to come. So, so that's good. Now, now I have to say um, a lot less people say, well, sure, I'll take delivery, and then, uh, you know, that's maybe understandable, but it is understandable, you know, because it's a fourteen-year sentence, and it, it, you know, you're you're fine. Really, to be involved in in helping me, and exactly that 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 makes me angry. And um, oh yes, when people ask me how I am now, I usually say. I'm angry. And anyway, you know, I guess a couple of people who know me well, you know, they know what I mean. But um, what was I saying? Yes, exactly. That's exactly where I am now. So I well, let, just let me, want drugs. Mm. Yeah. So let me get this um, clear because we had a couple of conversations over the phone in the last month or so, and finally we got to get it today. But so you've you've made up your mind you want to go with dignity and you have a date in mind in mind that you would like to do it. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, at the moment you're, <clears throat> you're in a nursing home. Am I right? And it's lovely. It's lovely. Mm. I couldn't say enough about them. Mm. Yeah. The staff are wonderful. The, you know, um, my room is, there's plenty of space and, the residents, they're, 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 they're very sweet. And some of them, you know, like crosswords like I do. And, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am, I guess I'm just, just really stubborn. You know, I can see, I suppose, you know, as everybody gets older, I suppose, and, well, when it comes to dying, you know, something's going to give up. Like, could be, your, could be people's lungs. Gosh, I shouldn't mention that at, at, at the moment. Um, and, or it could be, just trying to think, obviously your heart. Um, that can let you down fatally. Or, gosh, you know, there's a few other systems that can fatally dysfunction. Now it could be, could be your 
carried off very quickly, which can be really distressing for everybody left behind. But in a way, some people would, you know, really opt for that. Um, but yeah, I guess for me, it's, oh gosh, yeah. It particularly, mm, oh, things, it all comes down to, I guess the dignity thing, and maybe it doesn't matter so much for some people. I mean, I guess, like, I have, yeah, it's true. I always had a horror. I always knew this would be coming, that I wouldn't always be able to manage to self-castorize. And, you know, when I got to the point, um, that combined with a bit of pain, but it was chiefly the permanent caster for me, always. You know, no question. Whereas you see, most people think pain is the only valid reason to want to, you know, quit the planet. And I would say, you know, it was always, yeah, the permanent cast there for me. Now, I have to say, it helped that my MS progressed to a stage where I was in insignificant, well, apparently it's called neuropathic pain. and I was going a little bit crazy with that. And then, um, so anyway, I just thought, well, this just simplifies things. Now, I mean, the worst possible thing you can do is, well, definitely. Um, and I guess, you know, maybe it's such a good thing, you know, of a, well, I guess a Western Christian society that people get so upset um, if you haven't told before what, what you're planning on doing, like explicitly. Um, so, you know, um, as I say, um, uh, yes, you know, people were, yeah, very upset. And I'm heartily sorry that I did cause all that upset. Now, I'm, I'm fully intent still, like, I'm, I'm no way, you know, happy living in this skin and um it's yeah it's just not acceptable for me um, and okay. Let, let's let's pause it for one second sorry alex there's, there's a lot there's a lot i want to ask you um and as i say to you i, I like to break it with music uh, for for different reasons and one of them is just to give sure a bit of a pause and also to find out a bit more about you. So you, you gave me a lot of songs, a lot of the nice songs. And one of them is Sharon Shannon, Cavan Potholes. Why did you, yes. <laughs> Why'd you pick that song? I didn't know it, but sounds great. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's great. Why did you pick that song? Uh, Orla? What do I think of that song? What did you, why did you pick it? Oh, why did I pick it? Yeah, I guess it was just one of those songs that I heard and I thought, um, I guess, why did I pick it? Well, I suppose, you know, I think like Sharon Shannon, I think what an amazing musician and, you know, all the people in her band and she seems to be, you know, um, so unaffected. Um, nothing, um, nothing really of this, you know, Nothing 
of the prima donna, could I say, maybe about her or something, maybe that's not quite the right phrase or that, but um, she just, it just, she just strikes me as just, just herself and she's not going to be anybody else. And, and the only thing that matters to her is that accordion and the music she can make with it. Um, and, you know, the fact that she's, well, she's a star in Ireland, she definitely is. But really, I don't think she, she'd miss it if, you know, if she didn't, although I say she does definitely like a session, a good traditional <laughs> music session. Um, but even if she didn't have anybody around her, I'd say, well, she had an accordion. I, I'd say she'd be totally happy. Oh, probably in her, her pets. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. Okay, so in the first section of the conversation, you gave me so much information, but I'd like to just bring it back a tiny bit just to understand a little bit better. Well, first of all, if you could tell me a little bit more about your condition, if that's okay, just to understand. Is it MS? Yeah. Hmm. And well, how long have you had uh, MS? Yeah, I, I guess I've had it 23 years now, actually. Wow. And um, it's... It's weird. I mean, it hasn't, it's, 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 and I'm not sure. I have a feeling that my, my kidney bladder weakness predates the MS, even though people would say, oh, you know, you know, MS, uh, bladder problems, that's a symptom of MS. But I, as I say, I think it goes back much further to that operation I had when I was two and a half which obviously must have worked in a way, but I, I mm, you know, bladder problems are fairly ongoing for mm. me and infections and cystitis and, you know, yeah, you know, um, as a teenager and then as they continued um, in my 20s, like it wasn't any surprise for me that they continued. Um, and certainly just the stress and anxiety and um, yeah and, and and worry so much of that and um, I, I I felt for so long that caused me more stress than than my MS because I guess I didn't have the classic symptoms uh, like maybe some other people and um, maybe like like a friend of mine and um, she would have been flattened by say an episode and then she would get some drugs some steroids or something and gradually might have taken a few weeks and then she would be back on her feet pretty much living her life again um, but I guess for me it was it was slower um, I did notice my legs were getting stiffer and um, you know I can see but you know I mean not so bad that as as I would actually 
consider needing to seek help about them. Um, so I guess, yes, I, I, I did try and ignore it for a very long time. As I say, I was, I was always, always, always most worried about the, the bladder problem, but as well, <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I really didn't want to talk about that to anybody. Um, I was shown how to self-casterize by a nurse and I thought to myself, oh, I don't really, I really don't like the way this is, where this is headed. And I knew, as I said, I knew then, and that must be, gosh, 16 years ago or more, that I wouldn't be able to manage that always. And, and then I reckoned I'd be about 40 years old and I consider I had, you know, pretty good life and would have, would have no complaints. And, and then, you know, I decided I wouldn't be particularly missed. And, you know, I'm kind of touched, you know, that, that you know, a few people um, seem to, yeah, 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 obviously. Uh, yeah, definitely showed me that I would have been and would have been terrible. But um, yeah, I sort of did have it all rationally worked out in my head. Um, and yeah, obviously in hindsight, obviously. Was, so, so Orla, that in the very selfish. Hmm? Yeah, but in the 23 years, which is a long time, um, the, has the uh, MS got progressively worse? worse? It, you know what, it was so, um, so, so really, I mean, yes, is the answer. Okay. And, but it was, it was slow. It was, it was, it was really slow. And um, I thought um, it was sort of, <laughs> I thought it was, you know, I thought it was going to be so slow that I really needn't to worry about it. Um, and, uh yeah, it, it was definitely always my uh, kidney bladder problems that were the number one um, worry and concern for me. You know, um, so I think um, I, I, I mean, you know, it's true. I mean, some people would have absolutely no problem with a permanent catheter. And, um, you know, but I think doctors need to listen to their patients. And I, well, I mean, mine, it doesn't work. It needs to be flushed medically. It's, you know, it's, it's just, a, a, gosh, a, a lot of problems, a lot of work. And no, I'm not happy about it. And since I woke up with it, I haven't been. And I've said, you know, I, I'm just going to give this two years and it doesn't look like things are improving. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what I have to do. And uh, that, that remains the same. I mean, obviously taking an overdose, that didn't help. Um, uh, yeah, things either. No, definitely not. Uh, but um, yeah, I, you know, um, I don't know. 
Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm just stubborn. Like no, <laughs> we'll we'll get to the bottom of that in a minute. <laughs> hmm. let, let me let me uh, break it up with Enya. Only time. Why did I pick Enya? I guess she's kind of enigmatic, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just the right name for her. Well, I would think as well, Donegal is amazing. They've got such, such fantastic musicians there. And, and certainly, um, but I don't know, she seemed to tap into something in, in the terrible loneliness almost in the kind of, maybe the condition of being human sometimes. And she's tapped into basically something, something kind of, well, yes, yeah, super, supernatural. Yep. Interesting. There's something spiritual going on there. <laughs> now, I have to say, I mean, she's a multimillionaire, so I mean, our <laughs> um, multimillionaires uh, like spiritual. Um, I, I think so. I mean, she certainly doesn't seem to court publicity. Um, again, maybe a bit like Sharon Shannon, just like to just like to be with her music um, and, um, and loves, you know, creating, I gather, composing. Um, but, uh, but definitely, I gather she's in a musical family. So um, she could not be, but yeah, there is something. Mm, uh, yeah, something really special. good okay let me just ask you something about um okay well, how long have you been in the nursing home yeah i am i guess it's actually coming up to two years is it more it'll be more a year and a half and is that full so time and you're there all the time november i guess 18 or 19. pardon sorry are you there all the time as a full-time I guess I am. Um, I guess I am. Now I have to say, it's really, yeah. I find it quite a restful place. Um, you know, um, I guess, you know, because I, I yeah, um, I guess. You know, I do get a bit of peace. I, you know, I do spend a lot of time writing. I'm just, I, they don't really travel very far, you know, uh, usually, um, or or reading, um, and um, I guess, you know, um, <laughs> that's, um, you know, 
that's okay. Uh, I mean, it's so. I mean, um, in like, like I, I have nothing. I don't, you know, nothing. Nothing to, nothing. You know, you know. I mean, like to complain hugely about. Like, I'll be just so happy to. If I can get what I need, then I'll have a party and just sign off there. And um, yes, I will feel I've had a very fulfilled life and I'm very happy um, then to basically sign conclude off. my spin on this rock. And, um, and you know, it's like, Time for somebody else to have a chance. Um, absolutely. So. Okay. okay. Um, I I I never spoken to anybody in, in your situation, so it's all brand new to me. And uh, I'm going to ask you questions as I feel are the right question, and, and tell me if I'm wrong. But uh, I just want to understand. Uh, so you okay? You're in a comfortable place. It's not your ideal place, but it's comfortable. And you, aside for the moment, and no, none of us can go out of the house. But otherwise, you you can. You, you're allowed to go out, and you know, I don't know, go to a, if you wanted to go out and meet friends, or go out and on a writing group, or whatever it may be. Are you allowed to do that? Outside from, are you? Well, I say allowed. Are you? Are you able to? Are you comfortable to get out of the on the nursing home? Well, I guess. I don't have any desire. I I absolutely don't have any desire. Um, okay. Um, no. Um, it's just. I guess there were things. I guess that everybody takes for granted, and and people don't even realize they're taking them for granted, and they're pretty huge when it comes to quality of life. And if, and if they get taken away from you, like not purposely by anybody, either by illness, sickness, disease, um, or misadventure, and yes, or stroke, that'd be another one that could bring a person to this point. And yes, and in which case, exactly, some of, of some of those might be taken from them. And yes, definitely for me, that's that's just such a huge loss of quality of life that I like. I can't accept it. And then, you know, but as I say, like, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. Um, but, <laughs> no, and you know, uh, we, we spoke a few times, we spoke a few times and it, it's just been such a wonderful conversation that uh, I, I, that's why I wanted to have this and record it and, and, and because I don't know, I want to get, I want to get somewhere with this conversation and see if we get somewhere. Um, Thanks for your interest. Ah uh, no, it's fascinating, and I, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to change your mind because it's, that's not what I'm here for. But, 
Um, let, let's, let's may, let me ask you about this um, next tune, which is the River Dance by Bill Willen and Moya Doherty and Emer Queen. Why did you pick up that, that tune? Oh, yes. Well, well, I have to admit, actually, I went to school with Emer Quinn. Now, now, in fairness, he was actually the year ahead of me. And I don't think she was aware of my um, existence. And I wouldn't have been aware of hers either, except that she was always the star in the musicals in school. And like, what an incredible voice. And, and really then I did, wasn't in contact with her until that night I was watching the Eurovision, um, uh, as always. And I mean, I mean, what a voice just totally stopped me in my tracks. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yes, another person, a bit like Anya, it was like totally um, take it to some other realm. Um, yeah, never forget it. But but I think also um, Bill Whelan, I mean, that composition was inspired how he, Emer began to sing the piece and then his composition with the barons, and I do really like barons, and that beast, it, it really was, it was so incredible, obviously. I'm not the only person to think that because thanks to Maya Doherty, it's like been a phenomenal worldwide experience. And yeah, I, I like, I know people be probably rolling their eyes going, <laughs> I mean, but you know, me personally, I could never get tired of that tune. I really couldn't. So that's why. Okay, what I, let me go back another step. I, we met through um, mutual friend Mary Ogeran. Yes, and, yes, and she, yes, yes, we did. Yeah, so Mary in does a, Yeah, Mary does a, a near fan program about writing, and mm -hmm. you you were a facilitator in one of our writing groups, if I'm correct. Or yes, you helped. Absolutely. So, and I did a bit of research on you, and in oh, terms wow. of what you, so you, you did, you're still doing a lot of writing. You're interested in writing. You facilitate writing. You won a couple of awards, if I'm not mistaken, for putting together uh, community yeah. centers and, and writing. It, so, it, it, writing is, accidentally, really, that like I came to facilitating uh, writers groups. Um, in fact, because it started really, I was facilitating a book club in a community centre environment. And um, and as part of that meeting, I used to ask people or give them a few little prompts that that might did get some of them to write down basically their own stories. Um, and, um, oh no, there was some fiction as well. And yes, everybody enjoyed, not just me, but everybody so much enjoyed that half an hour and that gave me the idea that I thought, so I was getting, I was getting 
and it was thanks to a nun actually because she gave me the chance i was doing admin work but i must say my heart wasn't in that you know and um so i asked her could i voluntarily try and start a book club and and she said okay and so i did and then after about six weeks yes she came to me and she said we're putting you on the payroll so anyway i was just chuffed and thrilled and um so i mean that just meant i got the standard vc rate to pay for an hour or possibly two hours and uh yeah so i thought but anyway the fact that 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 half an hour in particular worked and um, made me think maybe i could facilitate other groups and i guess yes i've always loved libraries and um, so i i thought you know, I definitely didn't want to try for any more admin work. I thought maybe I could facilitate more writing groups. So I went to the local library and I asked the librarian there, and, and maybe she was coming up to retirement or something. Anyway, she was just she was just wonderful. She said, "Oh yes," and so um, yes, I so I I began. I remember in the early days, like it used to be, like one person would show up, you know, maybe two sometimes none but the first year it was it was like that and um, i'd always you know bring a book and um, but then by the end of the year there was around 10 people and so i asked another librarian and then another librarian so yeah yeah exactly and i guess you see no i really never had um an ambition to write i of what I loved, I loved libraries, and I loved what I'd studied in, in, in adult education. And I guess I was going more down the road of adult and community education. And so I, I suppose I knew what I was best at was facilitating. And yeah, um, and yes, I'm happy to say um, people seem to and um, maybe think that that too and um yeah 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 i was very happy how well those groups went and but by writing yes, you do enjoy writing am i correct well actually i think to be honest now it's actually a bit of work for me um i suppose i, I would be now i would be a plodder and i would i suppose I would, I would just keep going back and going back and rereading and trying to, to, to maybe, maybe make it a bit better or, or have it make more sense. And then, and I do like when I get to a point when I really do feel it makes sense. And um, it, yes, now, I'm not a creative writer. It'd be more, it'd be more maybe memoir or essay style. And um, yeah, but. I have to admit now, it's a lot of work for me, and um, it it actually doesn't come that easy. Now I have to say, I've known a couple, a, a couple of writers, and um, maybe one very close in the family, and you know, it just poured out of them. I mean, the first thing in the morning they'd be up, well, particularly when they retired, and they they'd put their pen on the page, and like they wouldn't take it up. I mean, until they'd written like four 
pages or something. Well, maybe maybe less, maybe only two or three. But um, you know, I'm thinking, you know, that's a writer. It, 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 they were just compelled, you know, as I say, it does it's 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 quite an effort effort for me. But as I say, I I yes, I am sometimes, you know, happy. I guess where I was trying to yeah, I guess what I was trying to get with that question is um, I love writing and I'm not particularly good at it, but I still do it and I do it as Great. often as I can. But uh, years ago, I decided to take time off work. I took a sabbatical because that was it. I was going to write the best novel ever written. And, and uh, you couldn't write a thing. I've heard of that. <laughs> Am I problem, right? And I tell you why I couldn't write a thing because I took this <laughs> month off and I sat at home and I had no interaction. There was nothing going on. The life wasn't <laughs> happening. So what I'm, what I'm trying to get at, but talking to you, you obviously have an interest in a lot of things. I know you're very interested in community and we'll get to that in a second. And, uh, and I'm just wondering, would, you know, it, to me, you have so much more to give that it, it, <laughs> would, would that balance your, your quality of life uh, that you're talking about? Is that a trade-off of something that you go, okay, well, I actually can do all of this. I can do this for, I can advocate, I can do, I can write novels, I can write memoirs, I can talk to people. I don't know. Obviously, that came, you must have thought of something of that it's, over the couple of years. I guess it's, I mean, it's, it, yes, I, you know, I mean, that, that is all true, but no, I, I couldn't accept living in my shoes knowing that this is, I think the New Zealand people put it, irremediable it you know it can't be fixed can't be healed um i think dignitas put it as medically hopeless and um, and um yes as i say i just say that is just unacceptable for me and um but um Yes, um, and I guess people like Mary Fleming, exactly. She was living in similar shoes, and that's why she was so, you know, cross and passionate um, about this subject as well. Um, you know, and you know, um, you know, she had her family, and um, yeah, her book is great. It, it, it really is, um, but um, like, yeah, it, okay. exactly. It's it's just that okay. that that there there is no possibility of this particular hmm, part of my health being restored to me, and um, so I have no hope of ever recovering that particular quality of life and um, um, so okay you know i say no 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 that's okay and um, um okay let's talk about uh, the um, zoe conway the Kila berna waltz no idea what that is oh oh yes <laughs> yes yes wonderful 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 piece what um, is it 
Who right. Did you pick it? Well, they're a very well-known traditional Irish group uh, called um, Kila. Oh, um, Kila. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even you've heard of them. Yes. Oh, I know Kila. No, I know them. Yeah, that's sorry. I got it. I got it wrong. Yeah, that's Kila. Fair, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know no. Kila. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that was John Sheehan, who who is or was a member. Hold on a moment. No, John Sheehan was in the uh, Dubliners. Dubliners. Yeah, yeah. That now that's interesting. Let me see. I think Kila produced this this album. And it was called Soshin. And so Father Ayas, I thought then probably. It was in memory of an Irish woman who actually had gone to become a Buddhist someplace in the East, maybe China or somewhere. Hmm. Now, I think she, she died in a bus crash or something. I think that that's such a beautiful album, actually, and was in memory of her. I'm sure he played the barn of walls. I think I'm, was it, could it have been an accordion? Um, I'm pretty sure that's his piece. And um, okay. maybe back there, where Kila came in as, as, as backing. Um, but yeah, I know I really love that piece of music. you talk a bit more about um, the main topic of this conversation in a minute but I want to ask you a little bit more about you if you don't mind because um, where, um, where where did you grow up Orla? Tell me a little bit about your background and yeah sure okay well I'm trying to actually just sent road Ah, uh, uh, thanks so much, Eugene. Thanks so much. No, I <laughs> have been all my life. I truly have been. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, so I was I was born um, in a hospital in Dublin, the Coombe Hospital, and I grew up just down the road there in Terrier and um, Berks Road, and. Um, yeah, well, I guess you could say it was a pretty perfect uh, childhood, um, and just just knew I was adored from the moment I arrived. Um, and um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, it was lovely. I had uh, my my brother, and um, who was a bit of a tearaway when younger, and. Um, prankster, and um, yes, I did think he was a bit insufferable, you know, until we got to our teens, and then actually, um, I think we have decided, uh, in fact, um, uh, yes, um, to, uh, to 
to tolerate each other more and you know then actually went on to become good friends but um, then uh, yeah I suppose one of my earliest memories it was so lovely actually I just just lived around the corner from a library and yes remember my first time or one of my earliest memories that being brought to story time in the library and so that was lovely and then I remember, oh yes, being so obsessed because the first book, I'm sure my first library book was called Nutty the Squirrel. And anyway, mysteriously, the book, the book, book went missing or something. Now I think possibly my mother or father or something told me you know, after they brought it back to the library. Anyway, oh my gosh, um, I, I just could not believe, you know, how could that have been done to me? So, I mean, that was the kind of extent of trauma in my childhood. So, um, so pretty yeah. good, pretty good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, so then, uh, like you know, our formative years, the, the the teenage years and all that. That's when you were diagnosed. Am I correct? You say about sixteen? No, 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 no. no. I was twenty-two. Sorry, okay, I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And uh, yes. okay, so you and at twenty-two, but still, still very young at twenty-two. Were you in college at that stage, or or were you? I um, no, actually, I. Oh, that's funny. Actually, you know, that, yeah, actually, I had just finished. Um, now I have to say, I had, I had some lovely years. I spent some lovely years doing an arts degree, humanities degree in Limerick, and. Um, Yes, it, it, it was just great. But then anyway, when it came to finishing that, oh yes, then I I, I travelled and worked in France for a year. And then uh, towards the end of the year, I thought, mm, I really better grow up and get a serious job. <laughs> so I decided, right, okay. So I sort of went from, you know, lovely world of, of humanities anyway in Limerick and then into doing I think a postgrad in computers and I did get my sensible job and I knew that I knew even that first week anyway it was training I knew oh I wasn't really in the right job I seriously wasn't in the right job anyway on that very first week and I have to say they really were a lovely company really decent people there but as I say I felt I was in the wrong job but and anyway that very first week I got a severe attack I didn't know at the time but it was my first attack of multiple cirrhosis and um, yeah I was fairly flattened and I was in hospital for quite a few I think it was I think it was weeks all right and it was worrying I'd say the doctors had an idea of what it was, but it, I think it is general practice that you don't diagnose somebody until they have a second attack and, and, and then you call multiple cirrhosis. And so it was that first week that I got my first, it was so frightening, an attack of MS. And, and but I did grad 
gradually get better. It had started with the Bell's palsy, um, which is like the side of your face just 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 drops, um, and but gradually and lost the ability to walk very well, and um, not completely, but I certainly was very very unsteady, very weak. I was dizzy. I was yeah it was really it was really fairly terrifying i definitely thought no i'm, I'm never ever going to have a normal life after this and um but yeah it's a strange a strange one really just gradually very very gradually i did recover strength and balance and normal ability to do what i wanted to do and um, i did start on some drugs um, and um, but I was able to do a lot, really, really mostly everything I wanted to do for, for a good while. And um, I, um, yeah, no, like life was was pretty normal. Except now I, I didn't like the injections. I really didn't like the injections. Now they were every second day and. You would just wake up with a hangover, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, every second day. Um, that that was that was a bit hard going, I found. Um, mm-hmm. So after about eight years, and as I say, I generally didn't have those really frightening episodes regularly, and be flattened like a friend of mine. So I began thinking. Oh, I think I'm just one of the lucky ones. I think I've got a benign. Um, yeah, it's a kind of benign type of it. And yes, I'm going to be okay. And I'll just go in and ask. Yeah, or rather, I'll just go in and tell them I'm stopping the medication. And um, so I did. And, you know, obviously, I was wearing. I was 28 or 30 and you know I wasn't questioned at all and um, you know they were talking to a rational sensible mature adult and that was fine and you know I still don't really regret that decision I really I'm really am very glad not to have those nasty side effects and um, um, I mean I mean possibly maybe somebody would say it's stopping progression um, but as I say, you see, my my chief worry always was, and and I guess the fact that I didn't want to talk to anybody about it didn't help either. But my chief worry was my dysfunctional kidney and bladder system. Um, so, as I say, I gave up the medication. I didn't really notice much difference, not much more. Not not any great huge progression in comparison to the previous eight years, except for maybe increasing stiffness, and I was like totally prepared to live with that. Um, and then, as I say, it was it was it was the other problem on the dignity front that, yeah, um, that so stressed and worried mm. and caused me huge anxiety and. Um, it was that, um, that 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 troubled me the most. Oh yes, and that was the problem as well because, I, yes, okay, 
okay, the couple of MS society meetings I went to, nobody else seemed to be talking about that. At least they didn't seem to be, it didn't seem to be causing them the stress or worry in any way that, it, you know, it was for me. I mean, it, you know, some of, pe some of the people who came might have been in wheelchairs or, you know, more obviously suffering and obviously disabled, but they, yeah, um, nobody seemed to mention the bladder or kidney mm -hmm. problem and that was causing me the you know a huge amount of worry that it was so i didn't really link in all that much really at all and um, uh, at the end of society and mm, so okay. I just, okay. I just, I just wanted to keep going. I just want to keep going, live the life as freely as I possibly could, and do the work I love for as long as I possibly could. And and I knew that it, that you know, there would come a time that I would realize I, I pretty much reached the end of the road, and and I'd be totally fine about it. Like I'm still totally fine about it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Let's break it with the, the second last song. And I'm, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of things. So you have Mary Black, Bridget, I think. Um, what did you pick oh, that song? Or? Well, actually, no, no, no. That's not one of Mary uh, Black's songs. Um, okay, and so. um, I... I suppose No Frontiers, actually. No Frontier, I'm sorry. It's just the way it came through the email. I'm sorry. So it's Mary Black, No Frontiers. I, I, I'm thinking, yes, yeah. I do particularly like, like that one. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, um, see, I, I, I guess, you know, I don't, in fact, know that much better. I, I, I just know it's a song like, that I, I really like so much. Um, and, and yeah, I'm impressed by her. It's like such a you know such a great um, professional and singer. And oh yes, you know she's obviously come from. Isn't it that an island off the coast of Ireland? Is it Rathlin? Um And I'm pretty sure the whole family. Yes, they're totally steeped in the um, you know tradition of Irish music. If life is yeah, I think, gosh, that's so wonderful. Um, so, yeah, 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 I love it. Just to go back to the beginning of the conversation about um, dying with dignity and uh, the various uh, the various politicians you've been writing to and newspapers. Oh yeah, yes, yes. So, just to first of all, before I ask you that, it wouldn't be right with me not to ask you about you mentioned it at the beginning of the conversation about your family or the, the people close to you and and and. Uh, 
because uh, as a family, uh, unfortunately, I lost a, a sister. She was quite young to cancer. That was that's a long time ago. But but it. it, it, it sorry. Uh, it's okay. Thank you. But it, it's um, uh, I'm not unique in that situation. Unfortunately, but the the point being that it, there's a lot of like there's a lot of collateral effects with with the passing of, of somebody, mm. and and I'm just curious about. You, Obviously, you know, you've been talking and thinking about this very, very hard and very carefully for a long time. Mm -hmm. Where is your family in that at the moment? Or if you yeah, well, I guess, um, I, yeah, both my parents have, have passed on. Mm. Um, now, my, my, my mother... Um, she was upset the first time she found out I was a member of Dignitas, and and I guess you know, and she's such a wonderfully positive, you know, upbeat kind of person, and um, I mean, and I suppose the fact that I I look physically okay, and maybe I sound physically okay, so. Um, I guess it, you know, it was a bit upsetting for her to find out that I'd been so seriously thinking. You know, at that stage, I was seriously, seriously, seriously trying to make a plan. I, I had a feeling with my condition and, you know, um, between the MS and the kidney and bladder dysfunction, this was not going to end well and I seriously needed to put in place a plan to give me any peace of mind and so anyway she was a bit upset to find out that I had been so seriously yeah this had been so seriously on my mind so I guess and that was I guess around 2015 and she did burst out crying and that like just totally wrenched my heart from me and I thought to myself gosh I'll never do that to you again now, obviously, I wasn't uh, totally thinking very rationally um, if, if I thought I wasn't going to cause her huge distress by what I decided on doing. Um, I, uh, now, so, but, uh, yeah, although I had thought, I had thought of friends, I had thought of family, uh, like my, uh, my mother, and I had thought, I, I had thought of her, and, but I had thought, well, actually, I know she's got a good network, she has got good support, she has got good friends, she'll be totally fine. And then, yeah, so I thought of my brother, and again, I thought, he's got a good family, they're growing up now, and um, he'll be totally fine. Um, so I did think I had a dog all worked out so my mom anyway since i guess 2018 since i woke up in hospital um you know she, she, she's just been she just really has been just fantastic now you know she, she probably didn't want to hear it either and but you know once she knew i was so serious about it you know again she just went back to mother mode and she would just support whatever i wanted you know, so, 
even though it must have been so hard for her, she absolutely, she absolutely supported me. And she wouldn't have been a campaigner now, but she was, uh, she was, she was, she was great in every other way. And um, I mean, she did do an interview with Mary O'Dearon, and um, incredible, just just a few weeks before she died. Um, but she did understand then that she could sort of feel, yeah, if 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 if, if she was in my position, you know, when she came in to visit me or that, um, um, that 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 she could completely understand, you know, um, that I wanted what I wanted, and she, you know, completely respected me for that. So I mean, I mean, that's so wonderful, and um, so I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And the other question I have that um, um, it baffles me, I heard a story from somebody else, and I think there was a play written about it, but anyway, about the fact that at the moment it's obviously illegal in Ireland, um, and you, you, you mentioned having to try to buy drugs online and so on, but... If if and then you said you know my party a bit a lot of people coming to my party but not many people would like to 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 be the you know the, the, taking the delivery of the drugs because yes. that's the other aspect as well I mean it, it's it's a hard one for anybody and I know the Mary Fleming story I remember following it but it's a hard one like you you made up your mind it's your story it's your life it's your decision and. And, and as much as I'd love to argue with you that you're wrong, I won't be doing it. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, uh, to actually ask somebody else to be part of it, that's, that can be really, it, surely it's quite hard, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, it takes one exceptional person, mm. you know? I mean, I, I you know... Sure. I don't think I, I know. Now, now there's, I guess there's been two people mm. that, you know, the first person who said that they 100% supported me and they would come to um, my party and they have discussed because they've uh, they worked professionally for years and so discussed in quite some detail the logistics of getting what I want from the other side of the world here um, and um, you know they're like 87 and um, they're just fantastic yeah and um, as I say you know family relative so they're marvelous now only problem is they do live quite a few miles away but you know actually I thought they could be overcome but um, then but I guess maybe um, my friend, it might be a bit simpler for them and who live a bit closer. And yeah. So yeah, yeah. in terms of what, where the legislation is at at the moment, I know there's been mm -hmm. talks and there's been uh, different, you mentioned in your notes, there's been different uh, politicians and senators that have been um, uh, supportive. Yeah, yeah, David Norris has been mar marvelous. I've just yeah, Google as he managed to get re-elected. He has, um, got to be, he's been re-elected. He has been re-elected, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a number of people that are, uh, have been supportive of the, the dying mm. by, with dignity bill. 
And mm -hmm. so what does the Dying by, with Dignity bill um, say? What is, what, what, if it passes, if it ever passes, what, what does it allow? Yes, well, it's, it just, it allows patients who have possibly, you know, certainly you need to have been diagnosed by, with a recognized medical condition. Um, and 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 it can be recognized uh, particularly you know if if you've been living with it for for years um possibly decades um and you would need to be apparently certified or or deemed to be requiring the the assistance you seek by two doctors um, and um, yes that's absolutely um, set there and you see um, there are I guess I guess there is legislation like pretty much like in a lot of places in the world and um, I mean I suppose what I think is so good about that piece of legislation is that it does allow patients who, exactly as I say, who possibly qualify, who might have lived with a certain condition for, as I say, like many years at this stage, and then really when it reached a certain stage, that, that then they can be helped in what they seek. Um, and um, we see, you know, it's actually, it's actually like a really simple bill. There's just, there's really, you know, not, not too much, not too much to it. Um, it's, I mean, it, as I say, it's, it, it's pretty straightforward. There's, I mean, it's kind of legislation around right, the, the two medical professionals involved who would have to review your case and, uh, and decide if they thought uh, you, would. You, you could or should be helped in, in what you needed. There's also, of course, hugely around the drugs um, and how they're going to be sourced and you so know, let me ask you something Orla. if if let me ask you something if um if the bill passed tomorrow and let's mm -hmm. say it passed and uh, it goes as according to what you're just saying and let's say let's argue for for argument's sake the two professionals will assess you and they say well actually or like no you you don't qualify uh, how have you thought of that scenario? Oh, right. And they said, like, I didn't qualify. Yeah, let's say, you know, with you know, the bill passes and they say two professionals have to assess you. Right. And they do. And they say, well, Orla, yeah, thanks very much for applying, right. but you're right. not. Sure. You, you don't. You don't. Well, no, actually, I am quite aware. Okay. As I say, like so many people don't, don't, don't seem to understand or believe me. Um, 
I guess I'd be quite you know ready for that. Which is so why, would you accept it? That's my my question. Would you accept it if if it's two two professionals we review oh. your case and say, sorry, Arla, we need to stick around with us for a while. Oh, what was that last line? No, if you just say to you, Orla, uh, we review your case and we don't we don't deem you um, uh, eligible for this. So would you accept it then if it was the, if it was done by two professionals as per, per the bill? Well, I would accept from their lack of experience. I would I would be presuming that they didn't think. Um, that I qualified or that they could help me and I mean I've known for a long time that I'm probably just going to have to look after myself sure sure no I hear you I know exactly what you're saying okay let, let, let me ask you a different question then and this is purely out of curiosity what about is it New Zealand and and uh, and uh, Switzerland two of the places where um, it's New Zealand Switzerland Portugal are, are okay. thinking of it. New, New okay. Zealand needs to hold a referendum, I gather. And incredibly, Germany, that was quite an astonishing um, repeal of law that they passed recently. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But Switzerland is a place where there has been assisted... Um, um, for a long time. For a long time. Yes. Have you any idea whether whether there is a a case like well just to ask you there in terms of people being rejected for the for it have you any idea well, that's a fair question oh i would think so okay. well well i'm one mm. i'm one absolutely well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you know if you don't have the absolute right paper is you know clearly legible and signed by you know the doctors I mean, that's the thing. Like, they really do things by the book. Okay. Um, and uh, they want the T's crossed and the I's dotted. Um, absolutely. And I mean, certainly, you know, uh, you won't be entertained if you just show up on the doorstep, I gather. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, sure. no, no. They're like, they're, gosh, they're like... Mm. No, I'm thinking they're just like way too law-abiding, and yeah, and okay. You know, well, look, and everything. Yes, no, no, I, I absolutely. No, okay. They, 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 they turn plenty of people away. I think. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Okay, so um, I'm gonna have to wrap it up, but um, so uh, as I gather, I in my head, you, you, you're a much younger woman than I am. I think, and I won't ask you your age because uh, don't ask, never ask. But <laughs> um, so, I and I know yet. Anyway. Say again. I don't think there's that much of a goal. Ah, sure. Anyway, you're younger than mm -hmm. me, but uh, the the um, you have a date in mind, and um, I don't need to know the date, and I, I don't. But um, I hope, I really hope that. Um, I'll get to meet you one of these days and somehow somewhere before hopefully once the vi the virus is all gone and we'll be able to come out again and maybe we'll have a coffee together or something just because I think it'd be nice if it's possible but send um, an invite to my party <laughs> I knew I knew you would <laughs> we'll, we'll see we'll see about that um 
we'll talk about that offline another day. <laughs> but look, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm really, really thank you for for sharing this your amazing story and um, and I just yeah, uh, yeah and I look, for your time too. No, no. I know it's great, and uh, look, I, I don't know, I don't know what the the right parting words are. Whether to should say, you know, best of luck with everything, because I don't know. I suppose. Yes, that's, perfect, absolutely. <laughs> that's what you need. And to you. <laughs> so the last song we're gonna leave it with is uh, Nina Carberry, "The Road West," I, and that's another song I didn't know. When no, that's not by song. Nina Carberry, in fact, um, but right. it's by it's by a Martin. Um, Gosh, I should know off the top of my head. Okay. Actually. Um, it's yeah. Again, actually, I don't know that much about it. I just thought I really liked that sound, um, and um, that's not too helpful. But I can get the name and send. No, it it's to okay. You. Yeah, we'll we'll work it out. But listen, Orla, thanks a million for your time, and uh, I will speak to you again very soon. All the best with all your projects. <laughs> Thanks, Amelia.